All right, Dom, you ready? Yeah. Okay, we are going to see who can tie a necktie the fastest. No head starts. <clears throat> You're in charge of the pump-up jams. I'm going to start the stopwatch. Okay. Set. Go. Go. Okay, so far, so good. You're ever good. How are you doing? My wins are not going great. Back in the hood, they call me Grandpa Windsor. Oh my god. <laughs> Don. What kind of knot do you call that? Chin concealer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you win. Hey, Dom, what are you up to? Decorating. I don't think nailing ties to the wall is necessarily decorating. You wouldn't understand Art Deco. Uh, actually, I do understand Art Deco. I just don't think our National Podcast Day party guests will appreciate getting hit in the face by the ties you put on that fan. You wouldn't understand, you uncultured swine. And also, it's not National Podcast Day. It's National Tie Month. Welcome to National Podcast Day, a podcast celebrating national days at this uncertain time to be alive. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm your other host, Dominic. And it is December National Tie Month. Wow. Dom, do you think they can tell? No, it's a podcast, not a movie. Okay, well, if you can't tell, I kind of think they can. Uh, we may sound extra fancy to you because we are both wearing neckties right now. One of us is wearing a properly tied necktie. Yeah, I'm trying, okay? The other one is choking themselves with a poorly wrought tie to... wound around their Are neck. Are you calling my knot poor? This is, like, worse than a child dress-up situation. It's pathetic, really. This is a child dress-up situation, <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, I don't really think I got it. it. I don't know. Okay. So, for this episode, as with pretty much all of our episodes, we had too many ideas for us to possibly do all of them. And we're often limited by what we can do. You know, sometimes it's by time. Sometimes it's by travel. We can't go to the place we want to go. A lot of times it's because of the coronavirus. We can't actually get access to the place. Sometimes it's financial. We can't, you know, afford the stuff we want to do. For this episode, however, it, it pains me to admit that we were limited by our own abilities. And that mostly revolves around the fact that we cannot tie ties. So we started off, Dom, you want to just kind of explain to them our original thinking? hang on. I would like to correct that. We cannot tie ties properly, but we can tie them. I don't think whatever's going on around your neck is considered a tie. You know, I spent five minutes into it, and if I keep holding it, it won't come undone, so I call that a tie, a knot. Well, this reminds me also, um, if you're not following us on Instagram, we do have an Instagram account, National Podcast Day, NATL Podcast Day, and... You can see a picture of Dominic wearing this tie and decide for yourself whether or not you think that counts as a knot. I looked up 18 kinds of knots, and that was definitely not pictured. It's a forehand knot. So, Dom, do you want to explain to people what we were originally thinking for this episode and what happened? So, we were originally planning on doing 
who can tie the most ties in a minute. And then it became who can tie the most ties, period. And then it became who can tie a tie in under a minute. And then it became who can tie a tie. And then after that, it became who can tie a tie with Papa's help. And then it became who can wear a tie on the podcast without it being co- becoming undone. And I think, you know, just to keep the competitive nature alive, I'm currently winning because I am still wearing a properly tied tie, whereas Dominic is wearing a tie twisted around his neck that he's playing with. Um, Yeah, so my dad helped us a lot, and we really didn't think it was going to be that hard, or at least I didn't think it would be that hard. And my competitive nature really came out where I was like, well, of course I'm going to be able to tie more ties than Dominic in under a minute. And then I was like, Which well, of course... Which was untrue, because neither of us can do we, it. I wouldn't say that either of us should enter any contests. Uh, speaking of which, a return to one of our favorite features is the Guinness Book of World Records on ties. All right, Dominic, you want to start us off by sharing the first world record for, with everyone? Sure. So, the world record for most neckties worn at once is 316, and was set by Jeremy Munoz in Texas on the 2nd of November, 2019. And the weird thing is, is that he previously had a record of 287 ties in 2018 and wanted to take it back after it was broken. So he wanted to keep his record and he couldn't lose it. And they don't say who broke the record, which I think is really weird. And then the same thing is actually the case with the next one. So the next record that we're going to talk about is the fastest time to tie a tie, and that's to tie a Windsor knot specifically, which is 12.89 seconds. That was achieved by someone named Deepak Sharma in India in 2017, and he had that record also from 2013 and then had to take it back in 2017, but they don't say who these mystery warring tie people are. Yeah. What are they doing? What happens if Jeremy didn't keep his record? Would it list Jeremy with the next guy who knows i don't know i would say that he's happy to have the record but i couldn't see his mouth in the photo because it was covered in ties literally up to his eyes well like you can you could barely see his eyes yeah and then this one's really cool there's a record for the largest tie this was set by nation of croatia which spoiler alert we're going to talk about croatia later on in the episode and there's this ridiculous picture we found online of what is the Croatian version of the Colosseum in Rome with a giant necktie around it. Just describe it to people, Dom. So it's like, imagine your neck, but it's a Colosseum and there's a massive red tie in the middle of traffic. Yeah, so the tie took two years to prepare, five days to install, and is 2,650 feet long ended up being the largest necktie in the world the weird thing about it that i love is that i don't think they even set out to break a record or make a record it was just dedication to the tie they just love it everyone does and that brings us to a very important part of our episode which is going to be dominic sharing the history of the tie and we're going to do that right after this commercial break A fabtabulous day to you all! My name is Jimmy Sillysworth of Sillysworth's Magical Necktie Factory. Now, hold on to your hernia trusses because, as a very special event, I have hidden five golden tie clips in our newest line of neckties. 
That's right, gentlemental men. Five of you lucky ducklings will have the opportunity every child dreams of. A tour of my wonder-amazing factory. Find out why our snapping ties are so gosh darn grumpy. Witness our Loompa Doompas expelling the very silk we use to weave our ties of a million musky smells. Come see our Castraticus neuterizing room, where we turn those pesky bad seed neckties into clip-ons, and sign and date our non-disclosure contracts in the Sillysworth administration offices. So get out there, you loonies, to necktie emporiums near you, and you could be one of the five puckiest, wuckiest, duckiest, luckiest men in the whole wide world. Okay, Loompa Doompas, show's over. You better squeeze ten tons of silk out of your... And we are back, and that commercial was amazing. Please sponsor us again for next year, please, please. All right, so what are we calling this part of the episode, Dom? The tie line. Wow, really good. Okay, so Dominic, you're going to describe to us where the tie comes from. So first tie, let's hear it. Um, the first tie emerged in 1618. And it stayed around until 1648, and it's called the Crovat. Cravat. Cravat. We practiced that, too. Cravat, predecessor to the necktie. Okay, and then I put some pictures of cravats in here so you could try to describe them to people, because it's not something the average person has in their wardrobe. So, imagine putting a ton of napkins around your neck and then stocking them and then putting curls in them. Yeah, kind of ruffly. Um, this is a more traditional cravat, and there's apparently several ties in that, Those too. look very different, though. Yeah, it does look pretty different. But that is where the tie comes from, and we know that the Croatian army wore as a part of their uniform during the Thirty Years' War, which started in 1618, ended in 1648. And then there's a long period where we're not really sure what is going on with neckties. They obviously survived to make it to the 1900s, but do you really, did you find out what happened in that time? I think it was like oral history yeah the lore of the necktie and then someone's like hey my grandfather second removed stepsister told me about this necktie once get to make it in the 1900s okay so then we get to the 1900s and what is going on with ties then so ties were a must-have for men in the early 1900s um they were most common with with cravats which i won't even call a necktie but but two decades earlier the four in hand knot had been invented which is like the one everyone uses today but they mistake it for the windsor knot that is something we learned so my dad thinks he ties a windsor knot i don't know how to tie ties well enough to correct him but what we found out is the four in hand is still the most popular tie knot it's definitely the easiest tie knot and based on how hard the tie knot we were shown was, I don't even want to try one of the harder ones. Yeah, there's like 18 at least. Okay, so then we get to the 1920s. And people are wearing ties is all we know. At least in the United States. All right, then we get to the 1930s. What's going on then, Don? Um, the Art Deco movement happened, which was a big deal. And the neckties became wider and... They also wore their ties a bit shorter and tied them with a Windsor knot. And the Windsor knot 
was invented by the Duke of Windsor during this time. Interesting. What an odd contribution. So then we get to the 1940s. And I think you have some things to say on that, right? Um, the, the early part of the 1940s didn't offer any exciting change in the world of men's ties. Possibly an effect of World War II, which had people worrying about more important things than clothing and fashion. But then the 1950s, we get right back on the horse. And people have the creation of the skinny tie. Mm-hmm. Right? Then we get to the 60s. And they kind of go to the other extreme. And they have some of the widest neckties ever. Ties as wide as six inches. And that was a style called the kipper tie. Yeah, that's not uncommon. Like, people even had, like, a foot-long ties. All right, the other funny thing about this episode is that neither of us is very fashionable, I wouldn't say. Dominic wears t-shirts all the time, or t-shirts my mom thrifted for him, or his mom bought for him. And I only wear neckties on top of tops, is what I'm into now, with leggings. Yeah. Uh, But beyond that, I wouldn't say we're exactly fashionistas. I wouldn't go as far as that. I think we could be pretty professional. I think as long as we're just on a podcast where no one sees us, we're very professional looking. Yeah, we're wearing suits right now, as far as they know. Well, that would have worked if we hadn't already told everyone what we were wearing. Edit that out. <laughs> okay, so finally, we're into the 70s. And what's going on with ties in the 70s? Everyone really wants to return to this tie timeline, I'm sure. Or the timeline. We've got um, disco. Yeah. They brought back the kipper tie, which you already forgot is the thick tie. Wide, yeah. Yeah. But um, the bolo tie, the western tie, became Arizona's official state neckwear in 1971. And I love stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure it's the only state that uh, has an official state neckwear. And I've never been to Arizona. I don't really care to go, but I do respect that it has an official state neckwear. Yeah. You have to. Of course. So, Dominic, had you ever worn a tie before this episode? Mm, Yeah, but they were only, like, the bad clip-on ones when I was five. What did you have to wear it for? A funeral. Oh, God, I don't even remember that. Well, that was a dark turn for the podcast. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to bounce back from that one. So, do you think you'll be a tie person? No. I hope you don't have to be. How about a bow tie person? Maybe. How about a bolo tie? No, I'll tie a scarf like it's a tie. How about an ascot or cravat? Ascot all the way. (laughs) Alright, well, this has been another episode of National Podcast Day. Happy National Tie Month. Bye.
no neckties in my drawer. 